into sports. 20 yards out, Ursa shoot, don't shoot! Oh, oh what a goal for Fabinho! Wow! Then get into the all new OTB Sports app. I think when he apologises to me, I probably will say hello to him, yeah. No. Videos, sports news, live scores, interviews. If Abregas is going to come up to me in the street and give me some of a mouth that he would have given me on a football pitch, what do we get a slap? Plus, exclusive content on the OTB Podcast Network. The biggest names in sports. Ready when you are. Search OTB Sports on your app store and download it now. The OTB Podcast Network. With Green Farm on the go. Snack smart with 100% natural protein-powered chicken bites. Now, you're very welcome back. So uh, with the possibility of impeachment still very much alive, there is a queue to abandon Donald Trump's sinking ship and the list is growing. It now applies to the PGA of America. It would seem even golf officialdom know that the jig is up. So Trump Bedminster in New Jersey was set to host the 2022 US PGA, one of golf's four majors, a big deal. And the US PGA has revoked that agreement in their statement. They didn't explicitly reference Wednesday, but they did say it would be detrimental to work, uh, to the work of the PGA rather to proceed. And it would seem as well that the RNA may be following suit when it comes to Turnbury. We'll come to that in a moment. But first, Lawrence Donegan is with us. Good evening. How are you doing, Joe? When they said the PGA of America said detrimental, they said detrimental to the brand, to their own brand. So it wasn't like detrimental to democracy or detrimental to the world. It was detrimental to the brand. So they've been kind of Quite criticised over here for that. I figured you might pick up on that, actually. I figured. Oh, you sorry, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a fair point. It is a fair point. I mean, the brand is all important at this stage as uh, Trump exits and uh, golf is as aware of that of, as, as anybody. Although, to be fair, to be fair, it is the second time in six years a course has been removed or uh, off uh, a planned schedule. The 2015 Grand Slam of Golf was due to be held at Trump National in LA, but uh, that was cancelled after Trump's uh, remarks about Mexican immigrants. So there is some past history. I know a US Open in 2017 went ahead at Bed- uh, Bedminster. Before we ju- get into the, the, the nuts and bolts of the, the golfing world and Trump, because that is an interesting relationship, just for a moment on Wednesday evening, because I think, you know, uh, to an extent, we all sit down and are gripped by an evening on CNN. And of course, Trump's presidency has had very real effects, you know, for all of us, Paris Accord and various other um, issues. But but to be living in the States, to be raising a uh, child in the States and almost feeling like the country is coming apart at the seams, I mean, that is um, uh, that's a lived experience as opposed to us almost looking on in, in, in bemusement and horror. You're, you're kind of experiencing the realities of that. So, you know, thoughts Wednesday and the last couple of days, Lawrence? Well, I mean, how do you sum it up? Uh, to a certain extent, I live in a, a kind of liberal enclave in Northern California, so you know, quite isolated from it. Uh, however, you watch um, my kid and and his contemporaries; uh, they are utterly gripped by, by this. Uh, it's uh, it's an event. That, well, certainly nothing like nothing I've ever experienced in my life. But I can't imagine what it must be like to be a, a kid and watching this, you know, a kid who's aware of events in the world, you know, not young kids. So it's, uh, I mean, it's seismic. Uh, goodness knows what it must have been like in, in DC last last week. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, my kid's 15 years old. All, all he wants to do is, is listen to political podcasts right now, to, you know, to, to, you know, to catch up and, and to try and understand what's happened. People will be talking about this and, 
the the great American historian Michael Beslos was on TV this morning, and he and he was saying, you know, this will be talked about and written about in 200, 300 years time. It's uh, as I say, it's hard for me for where I am to fully, fully grasp it, but but, but you can get a, a sense of it, and it, and it only appears to be growing. Mm. Uh, and goodness knows what's going to happen when he leaves, because. Uh, there is a 30 to 35 percent swathe of the population uh, believe in this guy. It really is. I'm not saying anything original here, but it really is a, a, a kind of cult. And it's kind of scary to think about where it's heading. At Bedminster, Trump's course was awarded the PGA Championship in 2014, which feels like a more innocent time uh, right now. 2022 will be right in the midst of the midterms. You suspect, as, as, as you've just outlined, this problem is not going away. And so official golf and we'll get on we'll get on to unofficial golf actually in a moment but it would seem Lawrence that official golf is doing its damnedest right now to move away from Trump yeah I, I think this is uh this is a break and I don't think it's uh it's ever coming back that relationship is ever coming back they kind of for a long time they they held him at arm's length the thing about Trump he he, he bought Bedminster which is a, a club a distressed golf club this is his business model he'd jump in at a distressed golf club buy it put a bit, a bit of money into and try and gloss it up. Uh, he, he really got involved because he couldn't get into any of the established East Coast golf clubs. So there was a, you know, he, he eventually got into winged foot, but I mean, a lot of the, you know, Shinnecox and all these golf would never have anything to do with them. So to a certain extent, golf has kept him at arm's length, but official golf, you're right. The one you left off the, the list, you at Doral, the PGA Tour had an event at Doral for 50 years or so, and they, and they took it the they took it away in 2016, uh, again after the remarks on Mexican immigrants. Uh, and I noticed this week that that the event was taken to Mexico, and it's leaving Mexico this year, and it's going back to Florida, and it's not going back to uh, to Trump's course. Uh, so yeah, I mean this really is uh, the break, and and a, a sense that there's absolutely no way of it, of it ever being restored. Yeah. The statement from the RNA was pretty declarative although it was quite cute it didn't actually mention the name but uh it made it clear that they are not going back to turnbury as long as trump is the owner there yes he bought doral in in 2012 and as you said it was a mainstay on the tour for a long time the rna statement uh, martin slumbers here we will not return this is to turnbury iconic venue you know uh, watson nicholas in 77 and and uh, tom watson's short sink more uh, recently, will not return until we are convinced that the focus will be on the championship, the players and the course itself, and we do not believe that is achievable in the uh, current circumstances, which it surely isn't. Now, it should be um, said, like Slumbers said before, he believed Trump had been good for golf in terms of renovation in the past, and in February of last year, he said that uh, he'd be more than open to playing around a golf with Trump, and he said, Turnbury, I am sure it will stage an open in the not too distant future. So, I mean, golf is reacting now. It would be <laughs> wrong to say it's been totally ahead of the game either. Oh, definitely not. And I'm not, there was a really great column in the Washington Post last week about this. You know, what happens uh, when Tiger played with Trump and we all piled on, uh, you saying, well, I have to respect the office. Well, Trump won't be in the office after uh, January the 20th. And it'll be very, very interesting to see uh, who who still hangs out with this guy and who doesn't. I suspect that uh, there will be a queue of golfers uh, running to play with the um, the disgr disgraced American president, Donald Trump. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, golf, but by no means, again, very, I mean, who cares? But, I mean, I had a go at Rory but back at, a while back when he played with Trump, and, uh, my, the abuse I got for, for, for bringing that up. I mean, Rory subsequently said that he, he wished he hadn't done it. Uh, 
but but yeah, but yeah, golf has not been at the, the not been in the vanguard of the anti-Trump movement. Let's put it like that. And so, segueing slightly into unofficial golf, that's the point you've raised yeah. now. Like, to what extent is Trump toxic in the eyes of golfers? And we are talking about <laughs> Republican country here. You're shaking your head. You're shaking your head as if to say not at all. Because I was going to put it to you. I was going to put it to you. For instance, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, who celebrated his U.S. Open, I think. I think it might have been at uh, Bedminster with some it was, uh, yeah. Trump he family. Went back yeah. To yeah. So I, we noticed that the Trump golf logo was not on his bag in Hawaii, and people said, "Well, I wonder has uh, Bryson seen the light?" Your laughter says, "Don't be so silly." Uh, well, no. I, I, again, like the PGA of America, I'm sure Bryson's very a. He wouldn't have been getting paid much for the Trump golf logo in his golf bag because the, the, tr- the Trump is, is nothing if not cheap. Mm. He probably kind of leaned on him. Well, I'll give you a couple of free nights at Bedminster and you can stick that. Lo- That's uh, valuable real estate if you're a, a golfer of uh, Bryson's uh, standing. Um, so, so yeah. I, I, so what was your question again, Joe? Uh, uh, to what extent will he be toxic, do you think, across the um, PGA not, not, Tour? Not, not in the slightest. Not in this. I mean, again, somebody asked me this morning, like, you know, how many, what percentage of PGA Tour pros would be uh, supportive of, of of Trump politically? Uh, again, we, this is a number we will never know, but uh, you have, you'd have to suspect is it is you know above eighty percent. I mean, I can't think off the top of my head one single uh, publicly liberal golfer uh, on the PGA Tour. Not one. Mm. Uh, I can't think of any, uh, which is quite remarkable when you think about it. Uh, again. Uh, You've got to, Trump played so much golf, so you really have to pay attention. Uh, and it's not often said, but the, there's, you know, he plays a lot with, you know, Pat Perez. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you know, who knew? <laughs> uh, you, you know, so these names are never released, but occasionally something will slip out, and there's always PGA uh, Tour golfers involved. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, he, he is them, and and they are him. I mean, the the PGA, the, the PGA Tour golfers who. Uh, Express political views on on social media are one hundred percent. They're usually just terrible right wing opinions. Mm. I tell you, so, so it's now forgotten. But back in the day, uh, Ricky Fowler, before his uh, minders got to him, used to post the most vile right wing stuff uh, on his Twitter feed. And obviously, that was bad for the brand, and uh, that was all expunged. And he's he's so he's now it's all you know it's all cookies and cream. Ricky mm. Fowler. Um, but no, I, I, it's uh, as I say. Post uh, January the twentieth, I suspect there will be a queue of uh, of golfers uh, lining up to play with uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, look at last week uh, with Sorenstam and Gary Player. The the day after the insurgency in Washington D.C., they're lining up to get their little medals from Donald Trump. I mean, it's just astonishing. That was astonishing. I mean, of all of all days to be there at the White House. To get, of all days. Uh, yeah, no, that that was because I am. Uh, by the way, when I have this conversation, I am differentiating between uh, being a Republican, which you know, like perfectly fine. You know, it's a yes, political conviction, and Trump, who is just so clearly a different beast entirely. Um, like Nicholas jumps to mind if you're talking like the, the you know uh, the greatest champion, as is often said in the history of the game. Whatever about player, we can debate that, but the greatest champion in the history of the game. I mean. Like, he, you know, he, he, he was just like classic apologist, you know, Trump, Trump kind of rough around the edges and says some mad things. But, you know, we've got to protect America from socialism uh, in his big um, post before Trump was elected and said Trump had worked for the average person. I was kind of thinking, like, uh, surely, uh, yeah, but he, he's, he's, he's got to see some sense here. But then even I, w- I did a bit more digging. He did an interview with the uh, Palm Beach Post after that 
Instagram post he put up and he's saying things like, you know, on the COVID deaths, the hospital gets more money with COVID than they do any other death. I'm sure there's been a lot of that. I don't think the deaths are the correct number. And I have to say, I hate to say that rather. So he's, you know, even buying into conspiracy theories about the number of COVID deaths and it's, it's probably Jack well, Nicholas here. Like he's, he's you know, he's, he's like, <laughs> he is the golden boy. Well, well, the thing about Nicholas uh, is that he has been a he would vote for the proverbial chimpanzee if uh, if uh, had a Republican rosette on its chest. Uh, he was out campaigning back in the day for George W. Bush right after the Iraq War. Uh, so uh, I don't think we would expect any less or any more from, see, from Jack we, Nicholas. You see, I'm, I'm, I, I sort of do when it comes to Trump. I just think this this guy is so extreme to everything which has gone before. That's why I still reserve the right to be actually kind of, not maybe shocked, but like disappointed. Like, oh, come on, you as well, really? You're seeing the last but, four years and you think that's that's great? But but, but you got to remember, Joe, this is a guy who got 74 million votes in the, uh, in the presidential election. Sure. I mean, he has a, a, a broad constituency who, which is prepared I mean you will have you, you, there was a great piece in the New Yorker about six months ago about uh, how the the country club Republicans uh, flocked to, to Donald Trump I, I mean they can and I, I, would, I would put Jack Nicholas in that group mm. I mean they can you know he, as you say the, the line is well he's a bit rough around the edges but he gets things done and he's uh, yes. and he's good, good for, for people like me Uh so again, we we can tell ourselves all sorts of lies to justify our actions, uh, and I mean Jack Nicholas is as good as anybody at, at doing it. But uh, as I say, uh, I mean if I'm a PGA Tour golfer, I, I, I'm all for you know moving to Florida where I don't have to pay you know thirteen percent uh, state taxes. There's no state taxes. I'm all for Donald Trump who gives uh, great t- tax breaks to r- rich people. Uh, Again, they're they're just again they, they vote their pocketbook, uh, mm. I, I guess. So to to sum up uh, slightly too neatly, but if if I was to sum up your sense, then it's that officially this uh, change on yes. uh, the PGA's behalf is a significant one, and and officially, you know, Trump courses are not going to be hosting big tournaments. It would look like for the foreseeable, but unofficially, uh, his supporters very much remain his supporters. Oh, but very much so. Uh, the interesting thing as well is. Uh, he will staging big championships is, is very very important for the brand. I mean, Trump. I think Trump bought Tunbury in two thousand fourteen. Since then, he's that, that the resort has lost forty five million pounds. There's in the foreseeable future, there's no way he's getting an open championship. I mean, he will have to divest himself of these assets. They're massively uh, loss making assets. So maybe uh, one day golf won't actually ha- have to face this problem. He, he'll be gone from golf. But on the other side, the professional golf community will 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 still hang out with Donald Trump. No doubt in my mind about that. Uh, one last point, totally separate. I'm just curious for your thoughts on this. Uh, Tournament yeah. of Champions was on over the weekend yeah. in Hawaii. Uh, Justin Thomas, in his third round, missed a putt for par, and you know, jeez, uh, there's not a golfer listening who hasn't uh, said terrible things to him or herself after missing a putt. But in Thomas's case, he was picked up very clearly on a microphone saying mm. UF and uh, homophobic slur followed. Yeah. And afterwards, I have the audio here. I think he gave what was a fairly ashen-faced and a genuine apology after the third round. Just have a listen. Justin is joining us now. How would you explain what happened on the golf course today, Justin? Uh, it's it's inexcusable. I, I, first off, I just apologize. I mean, um, there, there's no excuse. I'm, I'm an adult. I'm a grown man. There's absolutely no reason for me to say anything like that um it's uh 
it's terrible. I mean, I, I'm extremely embarrassed. It's not who I am. It's not the kind of person um, that I am or anything that I uh, I do. But it's uh, unfortunately I did it, and I have to own up to it. And I uh, I'm very apologetic. We learned a lot through adversity. I know it's not been a long time, and you're still digesting this. But what do you think you, you're going to learn from today? Um, a lot. I mean, it's it's like I said, it's inexcusable. I mean, I'm speechless. There's nothing. I is I found out when I got done on the golf course or when I got done with my round. I mean, it's 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 bad. There, there's no other way to put it. Um, I need to do better. I need to be better. It's definitely a learning experience. But um, yeah, I uh, I just I deeply apologize to everybody and anybody who I offended, and um, and I'll be better because of it. Okay. So look, that word's clearly in his lexicon. Um, Lawrence, it doesn't just find your mouth at a moment like that unless it's something that you, you tend to use. I would suspect he may well disagree. So how does the PGA Tour handle this? And um, like, what of Thomas now? You know, I, I was kind of surprised. He didn't seem like that sort, you know, seemed like a more enlightened fella. Well, uh, again, he's a country club boy, you know, mm. came through the college golf system, which is fairly, you know, masculine and toxic uh, certain, to a certain extent. But the... Uh, the thing about Thomas is he's actually, you know, my sense of him is like is yours, same as your sense. He seems like a pretty decent, you know, you know, grounded guy. Uh, and I thought that apology, unlike many apologies I've seen over the years, was was pretty pretty sincere. But you ask, you know, what's the PGA Tour going to do? But the answer is, you know, we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> because they have this insane uh, system of not commenting on. Uh, on suspensions and fines and punishments. Uh, so we will never know if Justin Thomas gets, uh, you know, banned for a couple of weeks or if he gets fined £50,000. Um, I, I, again, I have no idea. I'll tell you one thing I do know. I, I once quoted an LPGA Tour player in The Guardian using a swear word, and she was mad at me, by the way, uh, and she got fined $5,000. I mean, I think the the profile of this and Thomas's profile, I mean, he's looking at a... He's looking at 50,000 plus, mm. I would imagine, yeah. uh, at least uh, something like that. But yeah. we'll never know. The NBA fined Kobe Bryant 100,000 for a similar moment years back. So uh, we'll see. And then for, for Thomas, I, I, it's probably, for him, it's, this is something that follows him around now. That's just well, the deal. No, well, the thing about, I mean, right now, I would say Thomas is probably the poster boy for the PGA Tour. Uh, kind of wholesome, uh, middle American boy, you know, ostensibly a pretty nice guy. I mean, this is a... I mean, I think he moves on from it. Again, from my perspective, I'd be prepared to give him a, a, another go. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, he sounded devastated. Yeah. Uh, and so maybe it was, his devastation was the fact that he knew how much it hurt his quotes and quotes brand. Uh, but I guess we'll never see something like this again. So just a quick point, Joe. The other thing is uh, these mics, uh, with no fans around, these mics are picking up a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, the John Ram thing at the weekend as well was uh, pretty spicy. Uh, I wonder if PJ is going to do something about that. They provide great entertainment because you get to hear what the caddies and the players are talking about. But uh, you also get to hear this kind of stuff. And I wonder if the PGA Tour might do something about that. Yeah, it's a good point. I suspect we may see a change next weekend. Lawrence Tonigan, always great to have you on. Thanks so much. All the best, Joe. The OTB Podcast Network. With Green Farm on the go. Snack smart with 100% natural protein-powered chicken bites. 